Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. If you're new to the church or you want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at thechurchrc.com. Or we would love for you to stay connected throughout your week and everywhere you go with the Church RC app. Available for free anywhere you download apps. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. How many of y'all know that relationships are complicated? Right? I love, I love relationship. I love friendship. We have, we're going to talk about all kinds of different uh, relationships. We will focus a lot on marriage, but that does not mean if you're not married here, you need to come and learn about marriage because you need to know what a healthy marriage looks like. And so, uh, but we, we're, uh, today we're going to be talking about marriage specifically, but relationships are complicated. You know, it, it, me and Crystal have been married for 17 years and nobody can make me happier and nobody can make me madder. She knows how to make me so mad. She knows every button to push, right? But you know what? It, even though it's complicated, it's worth it. Yes, come on. And, uh, and, and that's what we're, we're, relationships are complicated. Going through relationships are complicated. And what the enemy would like for you to do is to say, you know what? They're too complicated. I'm giving up on relationships, period. I give up on friendships because my best friend hurt me. I give up on marriage or, uh, or dating because somebody wounded me deeply. And what the enemy wants to do is he wants to isolate you. And if he can isolate you, he knows that you, he can take you away from your destiny and your calling in God. Because God has put us here on this earth to help people. That's everybody's calling. And, and, and there's somebody in here that needs what you have. And that's why you get in community and that's why you get in relationships so that you can encourage people and cheer them on. Genesis 2, 22 through 24. Genesis 2, 22 through 24. I'm gonna jump into today's message. It's complicated. But uh, do me a favor and just real quick, give it up for every person that's listening online. We have people that listen all over. And... Uh, all of our messages, you can go, you can get our app and you can get those or you can listen to them on podcast. I'm pretty sure that our uh, app has it to where you can watch the video if you would prefer to look at my beautiful face. Mind y'all laugh. That was serious. I know. It's complicated. Genesis 2, 22 through 24, it says this, then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. And I love Adam's response. He says, at last, the man exclaimed, this, is one, is bone, this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, A Passionate Pursuit. A Passionate Pursuit. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear here is open, receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. So Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. You know, September 8th, 2000 was an awesome day for me because that was the day that I met Crystal then McBrayer, soon to be Sparks, underneath the bleachers after a high school football game. And we went on our first date. And our first date was awesome. I think, I think she got a Whopper, 99 cent Whopper with cheese. So it was $1.10, really breaking the budget, and a water. And I was in love. 
from that moment on. We talked for hours and we just found out more about each other. We, we, it, was just, it was just an amazing, at, at that moment, I knew I'd found somebody extremely special. And I was hooked on Crystal. I mean, like I was crazy about everything Crystal. I, I wanted to spend, I couldn't wait till she uh, came over. I couldn't wait to see her. I'd get off work and that was the first thing that I would do. I just wanted to spend time with her. I was, I was so crazy about her. I was completely happy to look like a fool for love, right? I would do stuff that everybody goes, oh my gosh. You know, you know how it is, guys. You do something and the guys are like, yeah, you know, what, really? Like, guys are making fun of you, but you don't care, right? You just don't care. I would write her love notes just to, just to tell her how much I cared about her. I, I was trying to come up with poetry even though I wasn't a poet. I, I would try to do anything and everything to make her feel what I felt. I wanted her to feel special. I wanted her to feel like the way that I actually thought about her. The first Valentine's Day, I, I went to her, our favorite, uh, her favorite restaurant and, uh, and I had them, I went up to the owner and I said, I need you to do me a favor. It's Valentine's Day. We're gonna do, a, I'm gonna do a dinner at the house. Please do me this. Make her a pizza in the shape of a heart. This is cheesy. Not the pizza, but the actual act of, and I, I had it and I had this candlelit dinner at the apartment and I had this, oh, it was so awesome. It was amazing. And, and, and some of you probably heard, but we, we first, uh, I, I went on an elk hunting trip in Colorado and, um, and we were going to be gone for a couple of weeks and I was crazy about crystal and we didn't have cell phones in those days. And so I rode horseback two and a half hours down the mountain, got in a truck, drove down to the town another 30 minutes just to get to a payphone so I could call her and hear her voice. Then I would get back in the truck, load the horse up, get back in the truck, drive back up, park and ride another two and a half hours. And I would do this every day just so I could talk to her, cheesy. I loved her so much and cared so much about her. It wasn't enough just to do that. And we had like cameras, not digital cameras, but like actual, you had to get the film developed. This is, I'm taking y'all way back. And I, I, I carved our initials in a heart in a tree and I took a picture while I was in Colorado just so she would know how much I missed her and cared about her. I was completely happy making a fool out of myself for love. And I think probably most of you, if you've been in a relationship, maybe you've been married, there was a point in time when you probably have a similar story right? You, it might not look the same as what mine did, but you might've drove all night so that you could spend the day with them. You might've saved up your money so that you could buy something awesome for them, something amazing, something that they wanted and you couldn't afford it, but you, you knew that you could save. And if you save this amount of time, then you would have enough money and you'd be able to get that. And you worked your hind end off just to get that for them. There's all kinds of things that we do to make ourselves fools when we're, going, when we're going after somebody. Here's what's amazing is that we will passionately, we will always passionately pursue what we want, but don't have. Right. Yeah. That's good. We will passionately pursue what we want, but don't have. Yeah. But what happens after you have them is more important than before you have them. What happens after you say, I do? Here's the, here's the thing is I do a lot of weddings as a pastor and, uh, you know, you go through this long spiel, right? And marriage is, is complicated, but you go, come on, you promise to love her, to honor her, to keep her in sickness and in health. As long as you both 
shall live, right? You go through this whole long spill. And at the very end of that, both couples respond with, I do. They don't respond with, I've done. Because they, this, this is what you're saying is, I do all of that now, but I do all of that in the future as well. I'm not stopping here. It's not like, okay, well, I've done all of that, got the prize. Now then, you know, it's, it's all good. I'm done with all of that now. No, it's I do. And what happens when the butterflies are gone, when the romance is gone, when the, when the intimacy isn't as exciting as it used to be? What happens when all of that stuff is going on? That's when it gets hard. When life begins to happen and things begin to come at you, and now you've got a job and now you've got kids. When people without kids come up to me and tell me they're busy, I laugh. Right? Because when you get kids, now then all of a sudden you're not just mom and dad and wife or husband and worker, employee, or business owner. You're not, you're, now you're a chauffeur. Right? Because you've got to drive your kids to everywhere. I'm like, y'all need to stop being so social. I, I'm busy, right? I don't have time for this. But, but, but here's the thing is what happens when all of those things begin to happen in life and, and everything is fighting for your time. What happens a lot of times is, is we, we start neglecting our relationship with our spouse. Yeah, come on. Because they've been around for a long time. They'll understand. They, they, they've been, we've been doing this for a long time. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm just busy. I've got a lot on my plate. I, I've got too much going on. And all of a sudden we begin to neglect that relationship that is the most important relationship you have. Other than God, right? It's the most important relationship. My kids know that my most important relationship is with Crystal. Some of you are shocked by that. You think it's your kids. No, your kids are, are second to your spouse. You love your kids, but you love your spouse more. And when you love them, guess what? They grow up in a healthy environment because now then you are both healthy, right? So this is what we do. You got, you got to invest in your marriage. Statistically, 50% of marriages now end in divorce. 50%. You've got a 50-50 shot of making it out making it a long distance, 50%. But here's the thing is nobody ever goes, you know what? I really hope I get married and give it a few years and then end up in divorce. Right. Come on. Nobody wants to get divorced. So if you're divorced in this place, understand this is not, I, I'm not preaching. A, it's not a message of condemnation. Okay. It's okay. All things have become new in Christ. Amen. Just, just relax, breathe. I'm not preaching against you. I'm talking to the people that are married or thinking about getting married, or maybe you're, you've been divorced and you want to get married again. Right. And, uh, but here's the thing, 50% of them end in divorce and nobody wants to go through that. Nobody thinks, you know, what would be awesome if I could split everything I've worked really hard for. You know what would be really great, make life a little bit fun, is if we actually got to share custody of the kids where I didn't get to actually see my kids all the time. Nobody wants to do that, right? We all go into marriage thinking we're going to make it. We're going we're gonna to do this. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna accomplish something great, but 50% in a divorce. Some of the leading causes of divorce are poor communication, unmet expectations, unresolved conflict, financial difficulty and lack of intimacy. And I think that every one of those can be summed up in one. At some point, 
these, the people that are married stopped pursuing each other. Because in pursuit, when you, when you were dating and you were pursuing your spouse, come on, all of those things came in easy. Finances, I know finances happen and things become difficult, but you work towards goals because you knew each other's goals, right? So it wasn't, it wasn't as complicated. Intimacy was just something that happened. Uh, just conversations just happened because you were pursuing one another. And when you stop pursuing, the danger in every marriage is you stop pursuing each other. That's the danger in every marriage. You'd never stop pursuing your spouse. When you get a ring on it, you keep dating your spouse. You keep going after them. There are things about Crystal that I learn all the time, right? Because even though we've been married for 17 years, I'm still learning something about her because she's, she's, some, she's a complicated being who's always changing. She's got new ideas and new thoughts. And, and that's all something that's very exciting to explore and learn about. That's what we do. We pursue our spouses. We go after them. How many of you in here fill up your car when it hits a half a tank? Just raise your hand. You hit Look at all these crazy people. Just kidding. How many of more quarter of a tank people? Come on, your quarter of a tank, you fill it up. All right. How many of you are when the light comes on plus two? Come on, I've seen you on the side of the road. Here's the thing, is like a car, marriages don't last long on fumes. You, you can't, you, you, you have to fill them up. You have to invest time, you have to invest effort, you have to invest money into those things. If you want to see them flourish, if you want to see them th thrive, you can't go, oh, okay, we're running on fumes, we're all good, it can make it another two miles. Maybe your car is okay that way, and AAA is at your side. But here's the thing, is that when we go, okay, you know what, I, I'm gonna invest, I feel like we're running on fumes here, I need to invest time, money, and effort into my marriage. Now, I'll tell people this a lot of times, don't don't, don't come to, don't, you can, but don't, the time to seek counsel, the time to seek marriage advice is not when you are getting ready to file for divorce. The time to seek marriage counsel and advice is when you first think divorce. The first moment you think, I think I'm gonna get a divorce. That's the time when you say, you know what? We need to fix something. Something is seriously broken. As soon as that thought pops into your head, something's messed up, something's not right. The enemy will try to tell you that you're the only one with that problem. That is a lie from the devil. And you need to, I can't tell you how many times I've called my pastor or my dad and been like, I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> right? There's times when things get difficult. I wish it was always easy, but there's times when it's hard. And you need to seek people out and say, you know what? I need help in my marriage. I, need, I, 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 I wanna invest time and money and effort into this thing. There's nothing else in life that you can be lazy in and see improvement. You cannot sit on the couch your way to a better body. I've tried for years. <laughs> Just fat and sassy, right? <laughs> you can't Netflix your way to a better business. Come on. Right? You can't. You're not going, you, you can't not water. 
your grass, not fertilize your grass, and end up with a yard of the year. Unless you pay Travis Summers to do it for you. And then he'll take care of it. But you can't do that, right? You just can't. You can't do that. There's no, there's no way to do, you have to invest in that stuff if you want it to succeed. And the same thing goes for marriage. If we want marriages that are healthy, that are happy, we cannot be lazy in our relationships. We cannot be rela- uh, lazy in our, with our spouses. We must invest time, effort, and energy in them. The grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is always greener where you water it. And if you're looking around and thinking, you know what, it's just not green like it used to be. It looks a little bit dead over here. It's not working out. That's the time when you say, you know what, I'm going to invest in it. I'm going to water it. I've been neglecting my own marriage and it's time for me to invest time, effort, and energy into that. Now, here's the thing is that means that you have to date your spouse. Well, Brian, I can't get a sitter. I can't go on dates. Huh? I get excuses all the time. Trust me, I just kind of laugh, but I get excuses all the time. I, I can't get a sitter. I can't, I, we just can't do it. Uh, maybe you're sitting here going, you know, I'd love to go on a vacation with just me and her, but there is no way. We do, it's just not in the budget. Here's the thing. Excuses are, are what people give, lazy people give when they know they should be doing something. An excuse is what a lazy person will give you when they know that they should be doing. Here's the deal is maybe you can't get a sitter. I understand that those things really do happen, but you can do dessert and a movie after the kids are in bed. That just takes a little bit of thought and effort on your part. It's not something you go, oh yeah, oh yeah, kids are in bed, let's do dessert. No, that's, that, you're saying, hey honey, I wanna spend time with you. We can't get a babysitter. I want to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get your favorite dessert. I'm gonna get your favorite movie and I'm, I'm gonna spend some time with you. We're gonna date. Maybe you say, I can't go on vacation. Maybe you need to do a three-day staycation right there at the house and clothing is optional. Come on, that's the way you do things. The only limit in a passionate pursuit in marriage is a limited imagination. I'm telling you, there were times when I didn't have any money at all. None. No money. But man, I still pursued her. I still still went after Crystal. Man, I, I was still passionate about her. If you can't afford flowers, pick them. Great story about a passionate pursuit in the Bible is a story of Jacob and Rachel. I love the story because Jacob uh, saw Rachel and he was just, his breath was taken away. In fact, it says that Rachel was beautiful and had a lovely figure. The Bible tells you you're beautiful and you have a lovely figure. You're probably pretty, and it, but she had an older sister named Leah. And it says, Leah had weak eyes. I think that's like the Bible translation of she had a good personality. (laughs) She made a mean meatloaf. (laughs) But he decided, you know what? I want to, I want to go. I I want Rachel. I, I, she's lovely to look at. I want Rachel. And so he went to the dad and he said, Hey, listen, I want her. And he said, you know what? I'll, I'll gladly give her to you. All you have to do is work for me for seven years. And after seven years, I will give you Rachel. 
But the dad, after seven, it said, it said that Jacob was so passionate, so in love with Rachel, it says that seven years went by like a moment. That's the kind of passion that was there, right? Seven years. Most of us can't wait seven minutes for anything. Seven years went by as a moment. But then the dad pulled a fast one and he gave him Leah instead. I don't, it must've been really dark in those days. Because how did you not catch your weak eyes coming into your tent? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> She's bumping into everything. Like, what is she? I mean, come on. Like, we got weak eyes, not lovely figure. She comes in. And, and he wakes up and realizes what's been done to him. And he goes to the dad and he says, wait a second, I've worked seven years for her. He said, listen, it's our custom. We always give the oldest first and then we'll give the youngest. So for another seven years, I'll give you Rachel. He said, okay, done. This is how crazy he was about this girl. He said, okay, done. Agreed to work seven years. Now here's what a lot of people think is they think he had to wait another seven years. No, he got her a few months later. After, after the honeymoon was over, he got Rachel. And what I love this about this picture, and this is what I want you to see in this, is that Jacob worked for, uh, to get Rachel, but then after he had her, he worked for her still. He continued to work. It wasn't, oh, I got the prize. Everything's good. I'm done. It, we're good to go. No, he continued to work for her. And that's what marriage is. After the I do's are done, you continue to work for your spouse. That's not just men. I'm probably going to say to men more than anything because I am a man. And so I'm preaching to myself. I, somebody came up to me and said, man, I love your messages. It's like you're, you, you walking around following me. I said, I just preached to myself. And if you get anything out of it, you're good. I mean, that's just kind of the way I feel about it. But here's the thing is that marriage is something that we have to say, you know what? I'm work for you because you're worth working for. You're worth working for. Amen. And, and let me just, maybe you're single in here and you're going, you know, I want to get married, but I'm not. Always look for somebody who pursues you. Okay. And when I say that, I mean, if you're the only one pursuing them or you're the one that pursues more than them, you need to reconsider that relationship. Because pursuit goes, uh, uh, it doesn't go up. It usually goes down. So if this is as passionate as they're going to be, you need to say, is this really what I want, right? If you're the one that's always calling, if you're the one that's always setting up dates, if you're the one that's always buying gifts, if you're the one that does all of it and, and they're not doing that on the same level as you, you need to reevaluate that relationship because girls, you're worth pursuing. I just wait for a guy to pull up and honk his horn at my daughter. be the last thing that dude does. <laughs> right? Girls, you're worth pursuing. Come on. Wives, you're worth pursuing. Amen? Amen. Okay. Can I give you three things and then I got to quit? I probably got to quit before then, but I'll give you three easy ways you can pas- passionately pursue your spouse. Number one, pursue your spouse with words. Pers- Pursue your spouse with words. It's hard to say. Hebrews 3.13 says this, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. 
When, what, encourage each other daily, right? So here's the better way to say that is every time you think something good about your spouse, say it. Write it down, text it, do something, but say it, right? Because it, a lot of times we think we have good intentions, right? We, we think good things, but we never say the things that we're thinking. So anytime you, you think something good, say it. I, I always try to, the first thing I do every morning when Crystal gets up, she walks in, she makes coffee. The first thing I do is tell her how beautiful she is. Why? Because I want her to know what I, that I still am crazy about her, that I still think she's beautiful. I still think she's amazing, right? That's what I want her to know. Husbands, pursue your wife with words of affection. That's not sexual affection. I'm, I was just as shocked as you were, but not sexual affection, okay? Because that's what we think. Well, I gave her affection, but no, you didn't. Guys have a spiritual gift to be able to turn anything into something sexual. He said sex in church. God created it. <laughs> World perverted it, right? Come on. Not, guys can turn anything into it. So she comes up to you and says, hey, honey, will you hang that picture? And you say, I'll hang that picture. <laughs> oh, I'll hang your picture for you. <laughs> honey, my tires need to be rotated. Oh, I know they need to be rotated. I'll rotate your tires. <laughs> and in that moment, we think we're going, doing words of affection. But they're just hearing you, you're a pervert. <laughs> right? Guy, ladies, he's not a pervert. It's just a guy. And guys do that. That's just what they do. Now, here's the deal. Ladies, don't hear an attempt at affection and be annoyed by it. Because what he's saying in that moment is, I think you're the most beautiful woman in the world and there's nobody else that I would rather be with. It just comes out of this, I'll rotate your tires. <laughs> Words are hard, <laughs> right? Guys, here's a great rule of thumb. Every time you say, I love you, because you say, I love you, right? You're, you're in a marriage, you're in a relationship, you say, I love you. Every time you say, I love you, don't stop there. Follow it with because, and then change the ending. I love you because you're a great mom. I love you because you're my best friend. I love you because your smile lights up the room. I love you because you laugh and make life fun. I love you because, and you just begin to fill in the blank. And what you're doing is, is now then you're giving words of affection. And that's what she longs to hear. Wives, pursue your husbands with words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. You want words of affection, he wants words of affirmation. That means you're telling him that he's awesome, that he's amazing. Here's the thing, is that a lot of times guys stop trying because everything they do is wrong. So they go, why, why would I even try? And what you need to do is affirm him. One of my favorite things is after I get done preaching, I walk off the stage, Crystal will come up to me, she'll give me a big hug and a kiss and she'll say, you're such a good pastor. That was a great word. It means a lot coming from you 
And I appreciate it when y'all tell me, but it means the world coming from her. And the same thing goes for your husband. Encouragement is good from an outside source, but there's no source that fills him like you're when you tell him. He's looking for words of affirmation. I got to hurry. Men, her question she wants you to answer is, do you love me today? Ladies, his question he wants you to answer is, do you believe in me today? Amen. Number two, pursue your spouse with actions. James 4, 17 says this, therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Now, obviously I'm not, it's not that bad. We're not preaching a sin, you're in sin or anything like that. But what it is saying is, is if you would do good for other people, then why not do good for your spouse? If you know something good, do it, right? If you think of something good or something nice to do for them, just do it. What happens is, is we stop doing the little things and it's the little things that make a big difference to our, our spouses. It's the small things. There's, there's little bitty things. It doesn't, sometimes it's not even things that cost money. You know, for you that have little ones, guys, one of the greatest things that I used to do for my wife when we had little bitty kids is I would actually give them a bath and give her a break. An amazing thing, man, you wanna talk about score some major points is I would run her a bath and then I would lock the door and keep the kids and myself at bay. You notice I said myself, cause she's in a tub, right? That's what we think. And she just wants a minute where nobody's bothering her. Maybe it's mowing the yard. Maybe it's doing something, you know, that he may be cooking his favorite meal. When you do things for your spouse, you're saying, I love you. I care about you. I just want you to know that you're still special to me. You're worth working for. Amen. The last thing, and I got to quit. Pursue your spouse by becoming a better you. Pursue your spouse by becoming a better you. What we like to do is we like to think of everything that our spouse is doing wrong as the problem with our relationship. But what we neglect to do is think about all that we're doing wrong. Anytime I read the Bible and it tells husbands do this, wives do this, guys, we like to say, woman, it says that you're supposed to do this. Here's the thing is I don't underline that part. I underline where it says husbands because my role is to change me to give myself to God and let him change me. My role is not to change her. That's the Holy Spirit's job. I give it to him. I make a horrible God. Let God work on her and let God work on me. That's what I do. And so I underline the places. And if you'll begin to think of all the things that I used to do, and man, I wish my relationship was this way. And I I remember a time when it was more passionate. I remember a time when we were more intimate. I remember a time, here's the thing, is if if you want what you once had, you need to do what you once did. If you want what you once had, you gotta do what you once did. If you had it once, you can have it again. Grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. It's greener where you water it. If you want what you once had, do what you once did. 
a lot of times we think, well, I miss this, or I miss this, or I, and we think about times like this, but here's, here's what we often think. Guys are going, well, I want more sex in my relationship. But guys, let me just talk to you for a minute. Sex is a fruit of a healthy relationship. It's a fruit. And if you want more of that in your relationship, then guess what? You need to do what you once did. If you take care of the tree, the tree will take care of you. Apple tree doesn't have to think about producing fruit, right? Good marriages don't have to think about producing healthy things, okay? I believe this, that God wants us to have the best marriages. I don't think that he has ever intended for us to have 50%, just like the world has 50% success rate. I think that God wants us to have healthy, happy thriving marriage. I think this, I think that's the reason why the enemy attacked us more this week than he did any other week. Because he knows this, that there's going to be something, and you might have a healthy marriage, but I think this, that God can make my marriage stronger. I think everybody in here could say, my marriage could be better. And I believe that if we'll just sit back and go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to walk out of here today. I'm going to pursue my spouse with my words, with my actions, and with becoming a better me. I think we'll have healthy marriages in 2018. Amen. At the Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially, you can go to thechurchrc.com slash giving. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, send us an email at amen at thechurchrc.com. Thanks and have a great week.